there, it's me, your money, and welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Tandia Talks Money. And this season, we are focusing on investing in yourself and what that looks like. So we've explored the intersection of health and wealth, exploring how investing in your well-being can have a profound impact on your financial future. I'm your host, Carla. And today, we have a very special guest who I've known for a very long time, and she fixes me every week. Um, well, hopefully every week, but we will unravel the connection between chiropractic care and financial wellness. I know you're probably thinking, how do these two things intertwine? But many of us really do understand the importance of financial investments, but what about the investments we make in ourselves? Our physical and mental well-being often take a backseat and the hustle and bustle of our daily lives. And I think I am number one that does not invest in myself as much as I should. But what if I told you that prioritizing your health could be one of the smartest financial decisions you would make? So today we are joined by a seasoned chiropractor, Dr. Chelsea Spano, who is right in our community. Her chiropractic practice is right in the Burlington community. And that is why we picked her because that is what a credit union is all about is really helping our direct community. So this is a plug for her business, but she is going to shed light today on how taking care of your body can not only lead to a healthier, more fulfilling life, but also contribute significantly to your financial stability. So whether you're a seasoned investor, you're looking for a new perspective, or someone just starting to think about the relationship between health and wealth, you are in for an enlightening conversation. So welcome, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Carla. Thank you, Tandia, for having me. It's such an honor. Love the pod, and I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Me too. And again, what the whole point of this podcast today is, we're going to talk about insights into long-term benefits of chiropractic care, how it can prevent health issues that may impact your financial resources, and why viewing your well-being overall as an investment rather than expense can lead to a healthier, more prosperous, balanced life. So today we're going to like buckle up, get ready, because we are going to discover the valuable connection between a healthy spine, a healthy mind, and a healthy wallet. So I think we'll start with number one, and that's probably going to lead us into all these other questions. But Chelsea, maybe you can expand on why prioritizing your health is a crucial part of self-investment. And what do you see in your practice on a daily basis? Well, for sure. So prioritizing your health is the best investment you can make. A lot of people think, you know, if you're doing something that's outside of OHIP dollars, it's an expense to you, but really you are investing in yourself. You are investing in your long-term health. OHIP is there. We are so blessed to have that, but very often it doesn't give us everything that our body needs to keep us running. It's there in case of emergency or if we fall ill, it's fantastic. We're so grateful for what we have in our country, but I really do value investing into my health, my family's health, because I see the benefit from it, from a personal standpoint. 
And then from a practitioner standpoint, I see patients who come in and really want to level up their health and what they're doing for themselves and how it truly does serve them and their families long-term. So I always say health is an, an investment. It is not an expense. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that we really don't appreciate until we don't have it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to think of it in a positive perspective that if you put the time in, your body will pay you back. And if you don't, as scary as it sounds, it's going to come back to bite you at the worst possible time. Yeah. So from my perspective, it truly is an investment that everyone should be making. Um, and there's ways to do it. I think that is like bang on because I think that is one thing. And again, myself, I think I take it for granted is, you know, we think we're covered. We have OHIP dollars, which are really great. But I think, you know, we're really underutilizing the other services that are out there. And I know I reached out to you. So a little bit of backstory, Chelsea and I have go way back. We went to high school together. We played soccer together. We're just very aligned. She's a little bit like my therapist, also my chiropractor. But it's great. I can definitely say, but I remember that mind body connection is so real. It is so real. It is so real. And I think Mm -hmm. like other people can probably, you know, feel that, you know, they just sit in a chair like their esthetician or whomever and they just like spill their guts. So it's very therapeutic, but also on my lining, my spine. So it's really great. But I reached out to you and I I was having like pain in my elbows. And it was one of those things that I, you know, until I had pain, I didn't really think about it. But how the investment in myself and coming on a regular basis really does make a positive investment in my family life, in my work life because of the stress release. And it's really just understanding and knowing how you can prioritize this in your budget and what resources are out there for you to help alleviate that extra cost that you're thinking, oh, this is not covered. Oh my goodness. Now I have to pay out of pocket. So maybe you can share some best practices or stats or things that you see on a regular basis that you feel are what stop people from coming. Totally. Okay. So in Canada, there's an estimated expenditure between six and $12 billion for low back pain complaints. Wow. Um, So that amount of money can really bog down our healthcare system. So like you said, we're really grateful for OHIP and everything we have. I'm also super grateful. I have the privilege to treat a lot of doctors and nurses, and I am grateful for everything they do for us. And I also see the burnout that they're facing. So when we are flooding emergency departments with back pain complaints, it's not always the best place to go. Thinking of that average cost, the burden that our healthcare providers are under, it's really important to keep that in mind because you might not be going to the right place and it's costing our system more money. So thinking about strategies for our overall economy. That's one thing to keep in mind, but also thinking about strategies for our own personal financial budgets. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when we have to be really honest with ourselves and think, okay, where am I spending my money? Yes, we know groceries cost an arm and a leg these days. Mm -hmm. We have families to Mm -hmm. feed. So that's one thing. But then we are very privileged, very lucky to live where we live and to be able to buy anything we need at any time, Mm -hmm. anytime we want, where most people are able to go out and get it. We're starting to feel the squeeze a little bit more. Now, when it comes to our health, I much rather prefer when someone comes in when they're in a pretty good, healthy standpoint. When you're coming in injured, you're feeling the pressure. It's harder to get out of that and really prioritize the budget. 
So if you are healthy right now and you've never seen a chiropractor, you've never gone to physio, you've never had a massage, but you are running ragged and using your body for many different things, then it's time to really take a back seat to all the other extras we're spending our money on and mm-hmm. think, how do I need to keep up my body to keep up this rate that I'm running at? So maybe it's taking a look at what am I spending extras on, you know, coming of a certain age. So I get a lot of gray hair these days. So going to see my stylist, whom I love, that's something I account for. You know, mm-hmm. if you get your nails done, if you get a little vitamin D, a little mm-hmm. injection, Botox ladies, yeah. like you're counting for all of those things. But if you don't have that physical health, how good is all of that going to look? You're not going to have anywhere to go. You're not going to have anyone to show all these aesthetically pleasing things you're spending your money on if you are down and out. Yeah. And then if you have a family who's depending on you, then you're going to have added costs because maybe you're going to need more programming, more help, more parents, more daycare, more whatever to help alleviate the strain on your body. So it really does come down to taking a good hard look at how am I spending my money? How do I want to be spending my time? Because if I were to get injured and I have to go see my chiropractor three times a week for so many weeks, and it's in the thick of a crazy busy season at work, and I can't afford to take a a sick day and miss it. You know, that's a tougher position to be making those decisions from. So if you're feeling healthy, if you're feeling good, then, you know, coming up on new year, we all have new resolutions, goals. Maybe that's one of them thinking, what else could I be doing for my physical health, um, my nervous system health to make sure that I can keep up with the demands and the stress I'm under to keep my lifestyle, keep my family afloat. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. And I think that is really crucial why, you know, we're doing the podcast and we're doing things that reassure people that like the healthy and the early investment you can do in yourself really does have long-term financial benefits as, you know, yes, in the moment you're paying out of pocket, reimbursing through your benefits, whatever it might be. But it all comes down to prioritizing. And I think that is the biggest thing you mentioned, you know, burnout, like we're feeling that and this number one stressor on people is usually their finances. But, you know, there's always room or somewhere where you can take from because yes, I also prioritize my hair, my nails, Mm -hmm. you know, those are an important thing to me because yes, do I need them? Absolutely not. Well, maybe my gray hair. Yes, that needs to get up. Yeah. But I feel you on that. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. We're we're approaching, you know, the yes elder millennial stage is fine. <laughs> we're totally fine with it. But mm-hmm. you don't think twice sometimes about purchasing a shirt or going out for dinner or making these, you know, quick decisions. And not saying you can't do that, but if you are, you know, strained, your back is really tight, you're feeling the burnout, you know, there are resources and ways that you can realign your budget so that you can make room for that. Because at the end of the day, I know every time I leave your office, I get in my car and I'm like, oh, like I can feel, I just feel like I can think clearer. I can think more proactively. I'm in a better spot to make better decisions. Last week, we did an episode on how like you have to like treat your budget like you treat a diet, right? So I am so that person that if I eat like one cupcake, like the likelihood is I will continue (laughs) to eat poorly all day. But if I start my morning and I eat, you know, I'm conscious of what I eat and I'm making better choices, then I'm more likely to stick to that. So 
I think it's the same when you think of, you know, if I'm making the early investment in myself and seeing a chiropractic care or health professional or somebody outside of like a hospital or your family practitioner, Mm -hmm. there are tons of resources out there. And I'm doing something for my long-term health, then I am more likely to make a better decision as I go through the day because I'm not feeling that stress. So I'm not like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm annoyed. I'm just going to go buy something because that instant gratification is going to be better than, you know, me thinking I need to go to a weekly massage appointment. But no, like start prioritizing yourself. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that even mm-hmm. if you've never had pain, like there's a lot of common misconceptions. Like mm-hmm. people think, oh, you go to a chiropractor when your back is thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. That's how a lot of people end up here. But you don't have to wait until that point. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't say these things to scare people, but the facts are what they are. Utilization rates are crazy high. Mm-hmm. 80% of people will be affected by a back pain complaint at least once in their lifetime. So if it hasn't happened to you yet, count yourself lucky. Mm-hmm. But also be aware it could happen. And I find that what I see most often in practice is people don't really start to feel the effects of lack of care for their muscles, bones, joints, spinal health, and nervous system until the age 25 plus. Mm -hmm. What happens at that stage is your bones have officially stopped growing. All of your growth plates are fully closed. So you are not going to grow in height and length Mm -hmm. anymore after age 25. So your bones become less bendy, you become less flexible. Also, usually during that age, we become much more stressed out. We've started working full-time, maybe we're having a family, we're not as active as we once were. So we get like these compounding issues and it all manifests in our nervous system because that's the only way we process stress. That is a fact. Any stress that hits you, good or bad stress, has to be processed through your nervous system. That's your brain and spinal cord. And then that impacts everything else. So if we are at that point in our life and we've never taken care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we continue to run ourselves ragged back pain's just kind of like waiting in the lurking around the corner it's Mm going to hit us at some point so it definitely is an investment in that long-term health gain and i see it all the time i see people who have taken care of their backs for as long as they can remember and they know the benefit and they would never miss it. Then I see the other side where no one has ever told them about this. No one's made it a priority. They're just not aware. And then they're in a terrible position and the health of their bones and joints and nerves is in a really bad state compared to someone who's been taking care of it. So you mentioned that financial diet. I like to think about physical health care, nervous system health care as a diet or a workout regimen of its own. You're not going to go and get a massage once a year and feel like my body is amazing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get one or two adjustments and feel like my spine is totally fixed. I shouldn't have any nerve pain or any problems anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the gym once and be jacked. You can't yeah. be on a diet for one day and lose 25 pounds. It's something you have to practice. Yeah. Same with a budget and a, a, a bank diet, right? If you yeah. want to save, you got to keep saving. It doesn't just grow after you put you know, a little chunk of money there. Like You yeah. have to keep an eye on it and keep the work going. So I I do think it's really one of those things we have to wrap our head around that even if we've never had any pain before, it doesn't mean, and statistics show us, it doesn't mean we won't. 
Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think that's exactly it. It's a practice. It's something that you need to integrate and you need to change your outlook on things, right? Like I really wish, you know, you could go on a diet for one day and lose 25 pounds. That is not how it works. Um, Same thing. I wish I could put like, you know, 20 bucks into my savings account and I end up with X amount in a month. That is not how it works. And I think the whole premise of the podcast and why we do this, and especially this season, is how do you change your mindset when it comes to these things, right? There's a choice every time. There's, yes, I'm not saying we sometimes do not have a choice in the cost of how much groceries cost or how much um, gas costs or how much, you know, the necessities that we have, our utility bills. No, there's a certain range that we have no control of, but there is a portion that we do have control of and how we approach that on a daily basis. So as we said, there's, I'm sure if everyone, you know, looked at their budget, looked at their physical, like practice, looked at their diets, that there is room for improvement. And it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, I think again, a misconception is it becomes overwhelming and, oh my goodness, I don't have time for this. How am I going to do this? So I think there is a way that, you know, when you look at your strategies, when you look at your decisions that you're making, there is a way to integrate physical and financial wellness. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can provide some strategies on how an individual can adopt this into their lifestyle. Because I think that's the biggest thing is people think it's harder than it is I know the looming, you know, the looming, like I, I always tell myself, like the more I restrict myself, the more I feel like I want something. So that is like, I know that about myself. Like I know that if somebody says, don't touch that, like I'm going to touch it. That is just (laughs) how I operate. Yeah. So I know that about myself. So I know that when I look at my diet or I look at my finances, like I can't restrict myself to the point where I feel like I'm not feeling rewarded. So I know these things about myself and I know that I need to incorporate them. So I think I've joked about this on different episodes, (laughs) but I know I'm a stress shopper. Like I like to go Mm -hmm. when I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, oh, like I just want this shirt. I buy it, but I know this about myself and I sometimes overspend and I buy things at places that I can return at. So that I, it's like, I get that little bit of a high, but then I feel the remorse and I know like, shoot, I shouldn't have spent all of that. And then I just go and return it. So is that a healthy practice? Probably not. But (laughs) I know that that works for me. So I think you know, the biggest thing is understanding yourself, understanding what your triggers are and how do you adopt that? So if it's time, for example, how, and people are like, there's no possible way that I can possibly fit in going to the chiropractor. Like I'm already doing this and this. So what are some strategies that people can do in terms of their physical well-being and how they can create this practice without feeling overwhelmed? Okay, so I think it's really important to, understand that most people are in this constant fight or flight state. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we just got to go, go, go. I'm a mom. I get it. There's no time. There's no time for anything. It's like our mantra. There's no time. Yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> right. True. I totally get it. Yeah. What I always like caution people with is if you don't pay attention, your body's going to make you pay attention. Mm-hmm. And you, that time, whether it's there or not, you're going to have to devote some time to your body. You're going to crash and burn at some point. Mm-hmm. So again, I'd much rather you come in from a healthy standpoint, because it's a lot easier to like get you feeling good. And instead of just get you out of crisis and then get you feeling good. Um, so even though, yes, it's an investment financially, it's an investment time-wise, you have to look at the bigger picture. 
Where can I sneak out for that first initial assessment, which most practitioners would be about 45 minutes to an hour? It's probably going to be like your longest one. And then going forward, depending on your treatment, it would be maybe half an hour, 40 minutes, depending. It's all patient specific. So I think understanding the time frame and knowing that that initial treatment phase would be, you know, yes, you have to devote some time to it, but then it's going to become a maintenance thing where you go in every so often, kind of as you need, what your body requires. It's a lot easier to swallow that bill and to figure out a schedule around that. Because if you don't, again, then you're going to end up in someone's office in crisis mode, needing care, and it's going to usually be at the worst possible time. So looking at finances, most people have a chunk of benefits through their employer that they never touch because, again, they don't have the time for it. We go to the dentist, we take care of our teeth, but adding anything else seems like extra. But you are driving this vehicle every day. If you are not making sure your vehicle can stay on the roads, it's going to break down, right? Mm -hmm. So if your benefits are there, use them. 100% use them. Find the time, look at the schedule. Maybe it's working with your partner, your spouse, working with whatever support system you have, talking to your employer and making sure that it would be okay for you to maybe leave a little bit early on a not so crazy day for an appointment. Because the other thing is, If we talk about injury and how it affects our employers, our workplace, the need for WSIB, that impacts our economy in such a negative way that most employers, they are accepting of you needing some time to take care of your physical health. Our employers need us. If we're down and out, they're down and out. They Mm -hmm. want us to be healthy. So if you have that open conversation, you know, We've proven we can work from anywhere, most of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've proven that we can overcome really difficult situations. If we can discuss this with a supportive employer, the support systems at home, most people will be understanding. I think it's just, again, most women, I'm talking from a female perspective, Mm -hmm. it's hard to take that time for yourself. You feel guilty. Mm -hmm. But if you don't take time, your body will force you to at some point. And I hate to see a woman or anyone come in from that standpoint. So I think it's just being honest about our fast paced life, feeling like we have no time. I don't have time to take care of myself. So I'm just going to let myself break down. Mm -hmm. I just think there's a better way to live. And that's what Mm -hmm. I hope people get when they come to my practice from what they hear from me and their chiropractor or whoever they're seeing, that Mm -hmm. there is a much better way to live. We don't have to be running on empty and Mm -hmm. it impacting us physically, emotionally, mentally. And then Mm -hmm. that impacting our whole world around us. If you are happy physically, you will be a happier employee, a happier partner, a happier Mm -hmm. parent, sibling, child, all of those things. So I Mm -hmm. think it's just being honest that we're not invincible and our bodies do need some care, just like our teeth do, just like our hair does, just like we Mm -hmm. love our nails, like all of the things, our body needs the care too. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that is why we felt so aligned to do this podcast today because there are so many things that you're not really thinking there's a direct correlation between chiropractor care and finances, but it is so true. Like what if an injury leads you to not being able to work? What if an injury leads you to, you know, creating more stress in your body and you're going in with a different outlook? So I think the biggest thing is when we talk about finances, health, diet, all the things that, you know, seem like 
we just kind of take it for granted. We get up, we go to work, we spend our money. I made a joke yesterday. I don't think think you can go out now and without spending like two hundred dollars. <laughs> like two hundred dollars yeah. seems like twenty dollars back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, all these little factors do lead to more and more stress, and we're in this like fight or flight mode. So I think it's about again this whole concept of this season is investing in yourself. So you know, and taking the time to have that mindset. And, you know, like you said, like have a conversation with your employer. Ultimately, they need you and they need you in a healthy Mm -hmm. state. So if this is going to be something that um, allows you to be a little bit more relieved or less stressed, like whether it's chiropractor, massage, there are tons of benefits that I know I'm totally not utilizing. Um, I go for my eye check. I go for my dental checkup. And I come for chiropractic health. But other than that, there's probably a whole slew that I'm not fully utilizing. And they're there for you to keep you healthy and keep you kind of engaged. So I think that is definitely one area where people overlook. And I feel like you're other one of two people. You are one that fully utilizes every single benefit that you have, or you don't use half of them. So taking a look at that and seeing how that is. And if you don't have the privilege to have a benefit package, like what would you suggest to somebody that doesn't and how do they integrate this into their budgets or their costs and how can they work with the system? Yeah, Yeah, that's such a huge question. I'm faced with a lot actually, because Mm -hmm. I do have a ton of patients who have benefits. And then I do have a ton of patients who don't have benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, What is really important to understand, some people think I don't have benefits, so I can't go for massage. I can't go for Mm -hmm. chiropractic care. Um, I can't do physio. So that's not really true because whatever is in a benefits package, it's usually, it's it's never enough. That's Mm -hmm. That's the truth. It's never enough to fully take care of your body for a whole entire year. You're going to run out at some point. So I like to think of if you are lucky enough to have benefits, look at it as like a deposit on your healthcare, your mm-hmm. private healthcare. How many times are we complaining? I had to go to emerge. I had to wait there for four hours mm-hmm. and then they did nothing. Okay. Yes. If we go to emerge, they're just going to make sure we're not dying. If you're not dying, you can leave. Now, if you want to really invest in your health, then you're going to have to pay. And that's the truth, whether you have the benefits or not. So Mm -hmm. for both sides of the coin, I would say, try to budget out a certain amount of dollars that works for your life that you can apply to your Mm -hmm. physical health. Mm -hmm. Look at your monthly budget. Look at what you're spending weekly on food or entertainment. Look at the things that we're mindlessly spending and see how it's adding up. I would also say for time, look at your screen time on your phone. Because if one of the issues Mm -hmm. is, oh, I don't have enough time, let's check our screen time. Well, how much time am I on my phone? I have time. So if we're not looking at what we're actually spending, and yes, it does cost like $200 to go out of the house these days, doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. Like that money just, it's gone like that. So if we're never looking, then we're not really budgeting. We're not paying attention to our finances. If we start to look, we will start to find areas where I don't need to spend this extra hundred dollars on mm-hmm. some random clothes mm-hmm. that I don't need, mm-hmm. or I don't need that dinner outing. Everyone's life would be different. But I think when we start to sit down and, and take a real good hard look at how we're spending yeah. our time and our money, we will see, well, I actually do have the money. I actually mm-hmm. do have the time. So what do I want my life to feel like physically? How do I want to feel when I'm 60, 70, 80? Mm-hmm. If I invest now, 
I will have a greater outcome. I will guarantee that. There are no guarantees to care, but I guarantee that if you start taking care of your body now, Mm -hmm. it will serve you much longer than if you try to start taking care of your body when you are 80 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to feel much different and the outcome will be much different. Yeah. I think that is so true. And I think that totally goes back to the choices that we make. And, you know, I once had a trainer tell me like, eat what makes you feel good. And I never really understood that until Mm -hmm. I started paying more attention to what I was eating. And I realized Mm like, oh, like when I eat, you know, a protein and a salad, I feel great. I don't feel like that. But if I eat, you know, a burger and fries, I don't feel so great after. And I think it's the same thing, like spend what makes you feel good and think about it like that, like, yes, okay, maybe that can be misconstrued into like <laughs> bending into other things, but there is likely a spot. And if that budget only allows you to visit once a month, then that's it. Then you do that and you start there. People think like when they start saving that they need like millions of dollars to start saving. Like half the battle is just starting the savings account, like opening the savings account or, you know, setting up an automatic transfer. So what you could do is, you know, if you don't have the benefits or if your benefits only cover a certain amount, like you said, it's a deposit, make room for that in your budget so that you can lead a healthier lifestyle. So if that means, you know, every paycheck, they're going to put $25 aside into a monthly chiropractic or massage spend, then that's what they're going to do. And then that's where they pull their money from. And I do think there is a huge portion of guilt that comes along with self-care. I think we're doing better as a society. Our generation seems to accept it a little bit more, but I do think Mm -hmm. there is the stigma. I know I myself all the time, I'm like, oh, like, okay, I could go, but I also have this and this, this to do. And it's just realigning your brain to make those choices that will invest in you because you can't as a mom you know we talk about this all the time she's mm-hmm. like I said she's my therapist but like you can't <laughs> an empty cup right so what can you do to fill yours and this yeah would be an option for you totally and if you're uncertain then like look around. Most practitioners have accessible booking online, showing Mm -hmm. their rates, find the rate that works for you for that initial appointment. And then look at what it would cost you once you understand the treatment plan, what you really Mm -hmm. have to invest into yourself. Um, Have those conversations with your doctor and your uh, healthcare provider and and make it work for you and let Mm -hmm. them know, these are my limitations. I want to be able to sustain this. How can I Mm -hmm. get there? Maybe there's more you can do on your own, mm-hmm. not the hands-on care that you just mm-hmm. never do. And if you yeah. don't have the money, then maybe you do have the time. So mm-hmm. it really just comes down to having those open conversations. Sometimes we're all a little too proud to number one, ask for help. And then to number two, to admit, like, I don't have the ability to invest this way. What yeah. else can I do? Yeah, I think that's a really great point to make. That is really great. And that's like, I think that is a big issue with us is that we are too proud as a society. And sometimes it is okay to ask for help. Like we did not go to school. I did not go to school for chiropractic care. People did not go to school to, you know, we didn't learn this in school, like how to budget, what a mortgage amortization means. Like we didn't learn these concepts. We learned like Pythagorean theorem, but I don't know where I'm using that in my daily life. Uh, But there is like a push now. Like it is so nice to see that in schools now they do focus on these things because I think it is a very important way to like view your lifestyle because that is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be budgeting. You're going to be constantly figuring out and it 
it's always changing and it always evolves. So I think we had a lot of great points today. Was there anything that you wanted to leave our listeners with that you felt, you know, we didn't cover? Yeah. I think we had a lot of really good pieces for your viewers, listeners to take home. I really just want people to feel empowered in their health. And when you look at your lifestyle, you look at your, you know, your financial situation, and you can decide how do I want my life to look for the long term. Mm-hmm. It's a really good place to make that goal. And I really want people to understand that, that you don't need to be in a position where you fall in nail and then force you like mm-hmm. can have your hand forced to take care of yourself. So everyone, there is so much knowledge out there. It is at your disposal. So I, I urge you to look into ways to make yourself feel better and, and vital because we only live once and it's my calling in life to help people to live well. So I hope that you all take that. I can attest to that. I can attest to that. <laughs> she definitely makes people feel well every time. I think that's exactly it is empowered to make the right choices. And it's essential to remember that the choices that we make about our health today can reverberate through our lives, impacting not only just our physical well-being, but also financial prosperity in the end. Dr. Spano shared some valuable insights into how well-aligned spine and a mindful approach to health can be the foundation for a more resilient financial future. So whether you're reassessing your investment portfolio or contemplating a new fitness routine, remember that these decisions are interconnected and your health is an investment, not an expense. And the dividends really do extend far beyond the physical realm. You will see a benefit as you move through life. And I think it's very important. I love what you said, like, how do I choose how I want to live my life? And I think that is a very, you know, incredible mindset to think of because like, it's not set in stone. It can evolve every day. Hopefully as they continue to tune in to Tandia Talks Money, we will continue to discover practical strategies that will help cultivate a positive money mindset and witness to the incredible benefits of investing in yourself. It is truly time to unlock your potential and transform your financial future. There's no more confusion or feeling overwhelmed about money matters. We've got your back. Tune into Tandia Talks Money podcast season two and embark on a financial adventure with us. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together as we navigate the ups and downs of adulting with confidence and ease. I want to express my full gratitude to Dr. Spano for joining us today and sharing her expertise. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review. We will leave a link uh, directly to her clinic. So if you wanted to connect with her, you absolutely can. I highly suggest it, Uh, but we'll be back soon with more thought provoking discussions on, you know, how we can make you live a healthier and a wealthier lifestyle. So get ready to embrace your financial future because with Tandia, adulting might be hard, but we've got you covered every step of the way. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.